All right, good morning, everyone. We'll continue on with the Malacha of Choresh. Uh, Choresh, we said, is the Malacha of preparing the soil uh, for, for planting. Uh, and we mentioned, the we went through all the building blocks of the Malacha. Uh, first, we went through Choresh, how it applied in the Mishkan. We had a Machlokas between Rashi and Rabbeinu Bechaya, uh, we ha and Rav Haigon, sorry. Uh, Rashi held that it was used for uh, the harvesting of the herbs that were needed uh, to dye the curtains in the Mishkan. Uh, Rav Haigon held that, no, all these processes of planting and, and sowing, winnowing, all of that, those were all used in order to make the lechem apanim, the showbread that was needed every week in the Mishkan. That's how it applied to the Mishkan. Uh, so we had a machlokes, doesn't really make a nafkamina, no practical difference, lahalacha. Uh, but it's nice to know where they're, where they're coming from, how the malachas were actually used in the Mishnah, in the Mishkan. Uh, and then we got into defining a little bit the act of Choresh, what qualifies as an act of Choresh. We said that the Yerushalmi says it's not just digging in the ground, which we'd assume Choresh is the act of, of digging furrows in the ground. But says the Yerushalmi, no, it's any act of preparing the soil uh, for planting. Anything that will make the soil better for planting, so it can be loosening clumpy soil, or putting fertilizer down, or sprinkling the water to soften the ground, right? You, they would sprinkle the, the, the ground with some water. That would also be the act of Choresh. Leveling the ground would be Choresh. Uh, making small holes would be Choresh. Even cutting down uh, some kind of small tree in order that the other, that there'll be more room uh, for the for the other plants to suck more nutrients out of the soil. Again, just removing a big rock or something from the soil so that it can suck more nutrients out of it or get more sunlight. That can also be an act of Choresh. Anything where you'll, you're bettering the soil for planting can be an act of Choresh, uh, not just digging holes in the ground. Uh, and that's why based on that, the Mishnabura Paskins, like that Yerushalmi, any act improving the soil for planting, it could be loosening the soil, digging a hole, leveling out a, a mound or a ditch. Uh, they're all examples of how, we, of how one can transgress um, Choresh. And we also discussed that the minimum requirement for Choresh uh, is not, as you think, you have to dig like a big hole. Even a tiny little hole is enough to, to, put, a, to put a seed in, right? Seeds are really, really small. Uh, sometimes like thousands of seeds in those little, in those little bags that you see at, at a Bunnings. Uh, right, those little seed bags, sometimes there's thousands in there. Um, poppy seeds are really small, and there's ones that are even smaller than that. Uh, so they can be really tiny, so enough, the minimum requirement for Choresh is really quite small, right? Whereas some malachas, you need a large amount. Uh, sometimes it's uh, uh, grogeris, like a fig size, or when it comes to writing, it has to be two letters, because that's the minimum requirement for to make a coherent word. Uh, but when it comes to uh, when it comes to Choresh, it's even a tiny, tiny amount. Uh, so we're going to get into some interesting questions, practical questions, like a woman walking with high heels on soft soil, right? So those high heels are going to dig into the ground every time. That's going to be the minimum requirement for to put in a seed that's definitely big enough to put in maybe 100 seeds even. Uh, so we're going to have to get into questions like that if that's going to be permitted. Um, okay, so that's the, uh, the minimum requirement. Even the tiniest improvement of land is considered an act of Choresh. Now we're going to get into all the practical applications of Choresh and how it applies to us nowadays. And the first question that we want to discuss is dragging heavy furniture on loose soil. And sorry, I don't have the page numbers on here. I'm still working on these. 
uh, and they're inverted, the pages, so a little bit hard, more difficult to follow. I still haven't got the printer straight. Um, but it's on page, the bottom of page two, dragging heavy furniture on loose soil. Uh, so is one permitted to drag heavy furniture like a table or chair across loose soil? We have the Gemara Shabbos, Chav Beis Amad Aleph. It says, Detanya Rabbi Shimon Omer. Uh, and this is in footnote five on the bottom. Detanya Rabbi Shimon Omer. Gora Adam Mita Kisei Vesafso Uvevat Shelo Yisraven Lasos Haritz. A person is allowed to drag uh, a bed or a chair on loose ground, loose soil on Shabbos. Uh, as, as so long as he's not being mechav, his intention is just to move the furniture from one place to another. And so if a person's intention, his kavana, is to move the, the furniture from one place to another, then uh, it's not an issue, even though he might make a, uh, a furrow in the ground. He might make a hole in the ground. Uh, but the poskim are bothered that, what do you mean? Even if a person's intentions are not to do a malacha on Shabbos, if it's inevitable that it'll happen, it's considered a psik reisha, uh, and it should be usher to do on Shabbos, right? So this person who's dragging the heavy chair or, or bed or something like that, if he knows for sure that it's going to dig a furrow, it should be a problem on Shabbos. Even if his kavana is just to move the furniture from one place to another, he doesn't care about the hole that it's going to make in the ground. If it's inevitable that it's going to happen, it should be usher on Shabbos. Uh, so based on that, we have the... the let's take a look at the, the Shulchan Arach in source number six on the bottom. Uh, so these are the footnotes on the bottom, these, these little ones. We have uh, the Shulchan Aruch here uh, in number six. On, this is page number three already. Sorry, you have to keep flipping it. Uh, so he says, mutar. Something which, you're not, which you don't have kavana for is generally mutar. But that's only if it's not a psikresha. Because if it's a psikresha, which means, psikresha literally means cutting off the head. Uh, and the case of the Gemara is referring to a kid who wants to play with, uh, with a chicken head. Uh, so his intention is not to kill the chicken. He just wants to play with a toy. Uh, so if he cuts off the head, it's for sure that it's going to die, which is a malacha of shechita, uh, of slaughtering the animal. It's a malacha on Shabbos. Uh, so you're for sure going to end up killing the chicken. So even though his intention is not to kill the chicken, he only wants to play with it as a toy. It's inevitable that it's going to happen. So we see that even if it's your kavana. Uh, to do to, for something else, if it's for sure going to happen, then it's a malacha on Shabbos and it's properly usher. Uh, so the Shulchan Aruch says that a dover, if it's not your kavanah, it's mutter, but only if it's not a psikresha, if it's not inevitable, if it's not a 99%. There's also karav le psikresha, where, okay, so it's 99% or above. If it's not 99%, you don't know for sure, then it's not an issue on Shabbos. Um, and that comes up, we have a light on Shabbos that we've been trying to turn off. We can never figure it out. Sometimes it goes on, sometimes it doesn't go on. Uh, so technically on Shabbos, because you, you're not sure if it's going to go on or not, if, it's, if the sensor uh, is going to detect you. Uh, so technically it would be mutter because you don't know for sure. It's not inevitable uh, that it's going to happen. Same thing going by uh, a neighbor's light, right? If your kavana is not to turn on the light, you just want to pass by. So if you know, it's always on, right? Every night at 8 p.m., his sensor is always on. Uh, then it can be more of an issue, right? And it could be a person should close his eyes, or it could be uh, there's other heterim involved uh, for why a person can continue walking through. Uh, some people hold, if you know for sure, it's going to go on. You, you should close your eyes so that you don't get uh, hana from it. You don't get pleasure from it. That way, it's a psikresha dilo nichale. It's, a, it's inevitable, but it's lo nichale. It's not something that you want, right? Because you, you're not gaining any benefit. Normally, you gain benefit. It's illuminating the pathway you get to see now. 
Ah, so that's going to be more of an issue than if it's low nichale where you don't care. Uh, you don't care about the result. So you think some person say just you don't have to cross the road and go to the other side. You can just close your eyes. Uh, I mean, lechatchila, if you know, yeah, go around or a way that it's not going to be a psik ratio where it's not going to be inevitable, right? Like if you go around on the grass, sometimes it might happen, sometimes it might not. As long as you can knock it down where it's not a psik ratio, uh, then you're then you're in good shape. Um, but I mean, obviously, if you could go across the road, much much better, and that's a uh, yeah. Uh, if 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 it's easy to avoid, if it's easy to avoid. Um, but yeah, it, it comes up a lot in. And the Shaila originally came up in Russia. Uh, they would put, for protection reasons, they would put these sensors mandatory in every single building. The police were doing it uh, for safety reasons, because when the lights were off in the stairwell, uh, people would rob and uh, drugs and up to no good. So they would put up these, every single building had to have a man in Moscow, had to have a mandatory light. Uh, so this is where the Shaila originally came up uh, to, the, to the big post game. What do we do? Our apartment building has a mandatory light. There's no way for us to, by law, it needs to have these automatic sensor lights. And we need to get into our building. It's for sure going to turn on. It's in a dark stairwell where we want the light to turn on in order to see. So that's where you have to already close your eyes. That's the hetzer that the post can say that, uh, OK, if, if you close your eyes, then you make it a lonichale. Uh, a little tricky, right? You're trying to get up the stairs, closing your eyes. Uh, so not. I, I'm not sure it's the best data, um, but it's, uh, yeah, if this person has no other choice. Danny, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, no, I mean, uh, unfortunately now, just in every building, every new building, the lights go on as soon as it comes through the door. Yeah. Uh, so that, that's also, it's going to get into this, because it's a psychratia for sure, that it's inevitable that it's going to happen. Um, and then the person has to determine if it's nichale or no, is it an... Does he, is he gaining benefit by the light that turns on or not? Um, and if a person is gaining benefit, then it's much more of an issue on Shabbos. If there is enough light to see without it, but the light makes a difference, or it doesn't, it's not a determining factor. Yeah. It's nice to have, but it's not a determining What yeah. would you call that? So as long as it's nice to have, then it goes in the category of nichale, where a person wants it. Um, no, it's not a determining factor. You can still get up the stairs if it wasn't there. Yeah, even though, yeah. So that's only by, by nachri, uh, like uh, asking a, a non-Jew to do something for you. So we say that uh, if you already had enough light to read without it, then it's not considered a new benefit. Uh, so over there, so when it, asking for a non-Jew, then it has to be a new benefit that you're asking him for. It has to be like you wouldn't be able to read the book otherwise, and he's adding in this light, and now you're able to read the book. Uh, so that's considered a new benefit. But when it comes to nichale, nichale is anything that's helping you out, uh, so, uh, an effect that you want, right? That's that's helping you out. That's that's nichale literally literally means pleasant. Right? It's pleasant for you. It's helping you out. Uh, so anytime it's helping you out, then it would go in that category of nichale, and then it becomes much more uh, of an issue. Yeah. So so two questions. Let's say you're about to buy a place or rent, sign a lease, and you know that that building has automatic lights. Um, do you, are you forbidden from doing that? Because you could, like, let's say my building where I'm now, there's no automatic lights, meaning the lights every time the sun sets, there's a time clock and the lights just go on. So, meaning it, there's no sensor per se. Mm. So, is it, do they ever discuss, like, entering into this thing that where you know it's inevitable you're going to break uh, Shabbos? Yeah, uh, uh, I don't know. Well, that's the other thing I was going to ask you. That was the second question. Well, that's the other thing. Do any of these places, <laughs> let's say in Russia, say, well, you know what? 
See, gracious is just stay at home. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's, it would also be a grumma, right? Because it's a grumma that, uh, yeah. that it's happening. So you have like a little extra. But it, a grumma on Shabbos is also, it's Aser, and it's Sikresha, and it's Nikhle. So. Um, and it would also be Durabanan, especially if they're LEDs over, um, over fluorescent. Fluorescent would be Durabanan because it has, sorry, incandescent is uh, Durabanan because there's actually a piece of filament that's uh, lighting up and burning. So that's a proper Havara. Uh, but LED, all it is is um, uh, the I think electrons or whatever that are that are lighting up. Uh, so there's no actual piece of filament that's lighting up. That's why LEDs don't get so hot, right? The old incandescent bulbs used to get really hot because there's actually a piece of uh, of metal that's that's lighting up. Uh, by by LEDs, they don't get hot because all it is is uh, all it is is electricity that's that's running through uh, and a chemical reaction or whatever that's lighting it up. Uh, so therefore, much less of a problem. Uh, it well knocks it down to durabanan instead of being a, a proper derisa. So you'd have a durabanan on the light generally if it's LED, uh, plus another durabanan of grama tray durabanan, uh, and then but if it's a psikresha, then a lot of uh, most achronim. Not all achronim, but most achronim hold uh, that uh, um, that a on a trade rabbanan is still going to be uh, aser on Shabbos. Uh, so now you get into this issue: uh, Can you rely on the achronim that hold psikresha by a trade rabbanan is going to be mutter? So you're saying one is that it's not a light bulb. Yeah, one is that, one is that it's, it's LED, yeah. and then another one grama, uh, but it's psikresha on a trade rabbanan. Is that gonna is that gonna affect things? Uh, so you there are some achronim that hold psikresha on a trade derabanan is gonna be mutter. Uh, so it could be in like a real shasad chak, right? You have no other way of getting into the building. Uh, I would say, I, I mean, ask. I would I would definitely ask a posik before I give a, <laughs> an offhand uh, offhand psak over here. Um, but but going into a deal, uh, I would say better to take an apartment where you don't have that issue. Uh, and it's going to be every week, you know, for the rest of your life that you're going to be turning on this light. Uh, so I'd say better, obviously, all things being equal. I'm not sure how much it would weigh in, in terms of, like, what's, let's say one place is $200 cheaper a week. Uh, and it's much better for your kids. And it has a garden. Uh, so then we'd uh, yeah. um, have to ask a proper post. Automatic posting. doors, would that be like an LED durabonon or like an incandescent derisa? Um, so automatic doors, what it does is it, it's a beam. You're breaking the beam, uh, and then that signals off for the for the motor to run and opening. Uh, so that would be probably durabanan also. Uh, in that case, um, and unless it's like a real a real shasat chak, so then also a person shouldn't use it. If somebody else is already went in. And all you're doing is resetting the timer. Then there's extra room to to be makeo. Okay, yeah, so, so somebody already went in. If you go in after on. him, then you're resetting the 30 second timer to or whatever the five second timer till it closes, right? Just like an an elevator. When you go in, the sensor breaks again, and then it's going to take another three seconds to close. Uh, so that already there's more room to be makeo. Uh, so if a person has to go into the hospital, his wife just gave birth, or visiting sick, or your parents are there. Wait for somebody else to go in. To go in after him is much less of an issue, because you're not actually triggering the motor at the end of the day. You're just triggering a, a sensor, uh, like an internal internal clock, uh, but it doesn't actually come out into any kind of action. 
it's uh, much less of an issue than when, than when your grama is actually triggering off the motor to open up the door. You know what you could do, like Robert Ingram says, if you see him going in, he, he, he triggers the center. If you walk right behind him and then even if you surpass him in front of him, walking quickly, then you haven't done anything because you haven't made it stay open any longer than it would have. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> yeah, ideally if you can do that, especially if you don't know how the mechanism works, you know, like it could be, <laughs> uh, so then you'd have, uh, then it might not be a psychratia, right? If you're not sure how the mechanism works, it might not be a psychratia. Even if you go in afterwards and you reset the timer, you're doing something to the circuitry. It's like, um, Switching a light on, you're creating a circuit. It's like uh, it's like a macropatish. So this is the same thing. So I don't know how that's more mutter. Yeah. Um, so the makabepatish is the chazanish's shita when it comes to electricity. Right. Uh, most of the achronim don't go, according to the chazanish, using electricity could be a deraisa because you're completing a circuit. So completing a circuit, Chazanish has a major chiddush that that's considered makabapatish, uh, and it's a, and it's a iser deraisa, as opposed to a derabanan. Uh, but the other poskim all hold uh, pretty much that it's it's only a derabanan using electricity. Again, this is not talking about an incandescent light where there's actually something that's gonna a fire that's gonna burn up. Uh, but general electricity only gonna be a derabanan. Uh, and some of them get a little creative with what it is, right? It could be uh, no lot, you're creating something new, or just in general, the, the Rabbanan didn't want it. Um, or, what? or, yeah, maybe a Rabbanan of Bona or something like that. It's not really permanent. Uh, uh, making a circuit is not really permanent unless you leave it on. Right, yeah. <clears throat> uh, so, it wouldn't, yeah, maybe it wouldn't be permanent. Uh, but the other poskim generally hold that it's uh, only a derabanan. That's generally how we paskin, right? Like with Shlomo Zaman and uh, the other poskim that holds electricity is only derabanan. Uh, that's how most of the other poskim nowadays, when they take into account these shilas, and it comes up a lot with uh, health and life support. And I mean, now it's so prevalent, it's almost impossible to, to avoid electricity. Uh, and in 10 years from now, it's, it's going to be, <laughs> everything's going to be AI controlled and any movement that you make is going to set off 10 sensors. Uh, to, and already now, people's net, they have a system called Nest in people's homes uh, where it tracks every time you walk by to know when to turn on the air conditioning and the lights. And uh, it's basically tracking you every time you walk around. So you're sending off circuits and messages to the, to the main computer system. Uh, and this is a very prevalent shyla in our times. Can a person have a nest system in his home? Uh, it's gonna, it's, it's tracking you where you're going in your house. And I've been in many people's homes where they're like, "Oh, don't walk by that area because we have a nest system." Uh, so they go around like a specific hallway. Uh, so yeah, it's, and it's just gonna get, it's just gonna get more and more difficult to avoid electricity. Uh, and where that's the beauty of halacha is that we get to see how the post can like adapt to to every situation uh, and how we're gonna be tackling all the new things that come up. Uh, and we have like firm precedent. We're still like basing these these sak halachas based off two thousand years ago, right? These uh, cases in the Gemara and applying them in different ways. Uh, to, to the halacha lamaisa. Uh, so I'm very excited to see how the, the poskim are going to handle and the different shilas that are going to come up with AI and all that. Yeah. Um, what about um, video camera? Like, let's say there's a video camera in the corner of the room. Can I walk past there on Shabbos? Am I doing anything or not really? 
so the B'nai Brak Poskim hold hard no. Like, Mama <laughs> Shasser. Uh, and they, the B'nai Brak Poskim were very machmer. Why? Because you, they held you're making, um, they held it was kosev. Because uh, they have somewhere a monitor that's showing, and it's drawing an image based on you walking by. So they held that might even be, that could even be a deraisa, because you're creating an image based on you walking by, even though it's not your kavana and you have many other things. Uh, but other poskim are, are, are Mekel, Rav Shlomo Zalman, um, and many others. Uh, Ramosha, I can't remember. Uh, but, uh, and that's generally how the American poskim uh, and in Eretz Yisrael, the other post game. Uh, and nowadays, it's so prevalent. There's a security camera on almost every, every single corner. Yeah. Uh, and for that, it also gets into the question of, is it nichale? Meaning, do you want, because you want the security in your, let's say it's your apartment building, right? Or whatever. You want the, you want the Australian government to have security systems. So do we already say that's enough to consider it nichale because you want the security? Or we say, no, you're only going to replay it if, if, uh, if there's a robbery or an accident or something like that. So only if there's an accident is going to be considered nichale. Otherwise, you couldn't care less. Right? So said the post can say it's a, it's a low nichale because you don't care. Only if something happens, then, it, then it'll be nichale. But otherwise, it's, the, the assumption is low nichale that you couldn't care less about the, about the security camera going off on a general basis. It's only if something happens that you want it, then it'll be nichale, but in a general sense, uh, it, it could be lo- nichale. Just a quick question, because I once heard that someone asked really Yosh about satellites. So if you go like the B'nai Brak posting that you kind of have a camera in the corner of your room, if you have a satellite that's going 24-7 on Israel, right? And you know, you can see like vaguely where everyone's moving and cars driving, or you just, you walk out of your house on Shabbos, you walk to Shul, but some satellites like probably tracking you. Yeah. I don't know if they go live, <laughs> but I'm assuming they do. Then, then like, what are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah, nothing you can. At a certain point, it's not you, because on Shabbos you need something called. Maybe you do because you want the Israeli government to know where the terrorists are. Or they want them. Yeah. Is Michale objective or is it subjective? Because you know, if you do have a light that turns on automatically, it's on Shabbos it's low Michale because now you have to close your eyes and and or you can't access that area. Right. So it's definitely not something you want on Shabbos. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the fact that it's a melacha isn't enough to make it lo Meaning, obviously, you don't want it, the light turning on because you don't want to be over on Shabbos. So it, it's it's asked in the postkin. Is that enough to make it lo The fact that you don't want to do a melacha, so you don't want it turning on. Uh, but the postkin say lemai so that no, that, that that it's the fact that it's a melacha isn't enough to make it lo It has to be practically. It has to be a, a lo not spiritually. Uh, so only if practically it's it's lo nichale, then it's a practical issue because let's say you have to close your eyes in order to get through suddenly you're blind instead, yeah. of, instead of being half blind. Exactly. So that's why the post can suggest closing your eyes because now you just turned it into a, a lo nichale. Uh, I mean, so once you close your eyes, now it's lo nichale because <laughs> you're not gaining from the extra light that's there. You're only making it more uncomfortable for me. Uh, so, so even on a practical level, it's going to be lo nechala. So that's why that's why they. So you have a peep while you walk up the you know the stairs and it's like you know now and again you go like this. You know, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've done it a few times. I have I have to say I did. I had to peek because <laughs> otherwise yeah. I'm uh, you're feeling. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm not sure what the. Yeah. Yeah, I'll have to get back to you on that one. Uh, 
Um, yeah, yeah, so that's in, re- that's in all in regards to Psikresh Lo Nichalai. So c- coming, tying back now into dragging the chair. Uh, so the Shulchan Arach Paskins, only if it's, only if, uh, it's not inevitable that it's going to happen. If it is inevitable, meaning it's a very heavy chair, very heavy table, then it's going to be an issue because it's going to be a Psikresha. Uh, and that's what the Magan Avram comes in and he says, uh, specifically source number seven, he says only if, it, uh, source number seven, he says, Aval Gedole Me'od, if it's a very heavy table or a very heavy chair, Aser Ligrar, the have a then it's going to be Aser to, to drag, because then it's a Psikresha, it's inevitable that it's going to happen, the Osecharetz, he's for sure making a hole, the Aser Afilu B'Kar Koshel Shayish, it's Aser even on a marble uh, floor, the Afagav Shekishel Chofer, Havi Melacha Darabanan, Filo Hachi Aser. So the Magen Avram says, if it's something very heavy, you know for sure it's going to drag uh, a big furrow. Then it's going to be us or not permitted, because then it's a psikresha. We learned about this concept of psikresha, not psikresha. Uh, we learned about when it comes to dragging a heavy table on a on soft floor, you're going to dig a hole. Uh, only an issue if it's something very heavy, you know for sure that it's going to dig a hole. If it's something you're not sure about, it could be it'll dig a hole. It could be it's only it could be it's only. Uh, by the way, when we say digging a hole, it has to be. It's digging up new ground. If it's just soft soil, we're going to see, and you're just moving around the soft soil, then it wouldn't be an issue. That's not chofer. That's not actually digging. It has to be it's digging up new ground. So as long as you're not sure if it's going to dig up new ground uh, or if it's only going to move around the topsoil, so then it wouldn't be an issue. But if it's something very heavy, right, you're dragging something like this, uh, a very heavy table, that's almost for sure going to dig up new ground from the floor. Uh, and then we'd say it is a psikoratia, and that would be us on Shabbos. All right. Um, yeah. Uh, so we'll take a break. If anybody needs to go, eight o'clock. You're welcome to to go. Um, we'll continue on a little bit. Sure. Tomorrow we'll continue. Uh, we'll do a uh, parsha. We'll parsha tomorrow. Looking forward. Everybody have an amazing day. Thank you.